Hey, um, and hey, everyone. Welcome back to PS We Have No Plan. I'm calling in from LA. And I'm calling in from Nashville. We're kind of having a little bit of a hectic day. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. We're making it. Honestly, I've been laying down in my bed for the last hour. Oh. I don't know. It's okay. There's like, there's no, oh, I just feel oh. tired. <laughs> yeah. Don't well, worry about it. You've I had just- a hectic week. The weekend was busy. A lot the of weekend. flowering. Yeah, a lot of flowering, a lot of babysitting. So I feel like I'm yesterday I wasn't tired anymore. I we got home at three in the morning, got up at seven to babysit, and then after babysitting, went to a bridal shower. So it was kind of like boom, boom, boom. And and I had to blow out my hair. And I was like, oh. You're like, I'm done. That I'm is done. It. I'm done. I'm done. Yes. And I'm fine. But I'm just a little tired today. That's all right. That's all right. We can still chat. We can yawn and chat. That's fine. We can yawn I do, and chat. This reminded me, every time you post flower content, I forget to tell you this. Have you read It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover? No. Okay. It's like it's like one of those um, Hallmarky books. Um, oh, that's my jam. I really enjoy Well, it's sad. It's sad and depressing and kind of about uh, intense things. But it's about a romance and the girl's name is Lily Bloom the main character and she works in a flower shop that she opens and it's and it's so cute and I always think of you and Blake Lively is actually playing her in the upcoming film of It Ends oh, With Us. That sounds amazing. I know. Or, I love that name and now I'm taking Bloom and our future child is going to be named Copper Bloom because <gasps> that is like the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I know. So cute. She's like, I feel like it was my birthright to open a flower shop because my name's Lily Bloom. And I was like, that's so cute. That's um, so cute. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. I love, I love my flower job. I really do. It was a little bit of a yes. hectic weekend, but it was really nice. Good. And Good. what's what's going on with you? I heard little Maisie squeak, squeak back. <laughs> I know. Our neighbors next door are completely gutting their house and doing construction. Oh. So every day there are 15 men working on the house oh, next no. And Maisie loves them and she wags her little tail and says hi to all of them. And I'm just like, I know you're talking and saying hi, but it sounds like a bark to us humans and it's Aww, annoying. <laughs> Angel, I get it. You know what? She, I, Poor thing. Yeah. I know. Thing. I know. She's trying to show her presence. Yeah. She's just saying hi, but it's just when I work from home, it's sort of a lot. I have an event coming up for my job um, next next month. And so that's been, you know, taking up a lot of my time. And is this the one that you're kind of managing on your own or in coming up with the the whole process and the branding and the social push on it? I'm doing a lot of, yes, I'm doing a lot of the kind of activities surrounding the actual event, which is, sounds like it's, oh, you're not actually working at the event. I'm like, but I'm working on the promotional stuff around the event, which is a lot of different teams and people to coordinate with and a lot of different, you know, things going on. Um. And then also, of course, the the fun passion project stuff. And I just finished my big deck for them. Oh. And I shared shared for everyone who doesn't know, Emily and I have these passion projects we've been working on. And I mine know. is working with them. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go on. Go on, please. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I'm just t- I'm too over-caffeinated, clearly. But I, I, I've, I'm working on like a social strategy for a movie. And I've been partnering with these amazing human beings who I love and- I was texting back and forth with them today. So I just finished a big deck that I finished last night. So it's such, it just felt like a, you know, yeah. one of those days where it's oh. like every, every lane is fast moving. 
Yes. And it's full and you probably are in the eight lane traffic in DC. <laughs> exactly. And you're it's just, just like, all merging oh in <laughs> Maryland, yes. Virginia, Pennsylvania. Everybody's there, but we're in DC. That's exactly how I feel. Great. Well, image. I'm so glad that you said that, but because I think to tee up our episode, I saw this old letter on Instagram and I want to read it because oh, I yeah. feel like, okay, I feel like it's a really great intro into like where we're at with our passion projects and kind of what we are pushing for, but what they should mean to all of us. So without setting it up too much, it's from a famous writer and some of you, and you might've seen this already too, but his name is Kurt Vonnegut, I believe. Oh my God. I love Kurt. Did you know Kurt Vonnegut's one of my favorite authors? Welcome to the monkey house is one of my favorite books. It's a compilation of his short stories. I love (laughs) Oh my God. This is so meant to be. That is weird. I'm sorry. That's no. so weird. Continue. I no, love that's, that. No, that's fantastic. I love this even more. Okay. Okay. So I will begin. And this was from um, some students wrote to him and he is writing back to some students. So he says, I thank you for your friendly letters. You sure know how to cheer up a really old geezer, 84, in his sunset years. I don't make public appearances anymore because I now resemble nothing so much as an iguana. What I had to say to you, moreover, would not take too long to wit. Practice any art, music, singing, dancing, acting, drawing, painting, sculpting, poetry, fiction, essays, reportage, no matter how well or badly, not to get money and fame, but to experience becoming, to find out what's inside you to make your soul grow. Seriously. I mean, starting right now, do art and do it for the rest of your lives. Draw a funny or nice picture of Miss Lockwood, this was the student's teacher, and give it to her. Dance home after school and sing in the shower and on and on. Make a face in your mashed potatoes, pretend you're Count Dracula. And here's an assignment for tonight, and I hope Miss Lockwood will flunk you if you don't do it. Write a six-line poem about anything, but make it rhyme. No fair tennis without a net. Make it as good as you possibly can, but don't tell anybody what you're doing. Don't show it or recite it to anybody, not even your girlfriend or your parents or whatever, or Mrs. Lockwood, okay? So then tear it up into teeny weeny pieces and discard them into widely separated trash receptacles. You will find that you have already been gloriously rewarded for your poem. You have experienced becoming, learned a lot more about what's inside you, and you have made your soul grow. God bless you, Kurt Vonnegut. I'm like crying. (laughs) I love that. Is that not amazing? Yes, that's amazing. And I can't believe you found a Kurt Vonnegut freaking letter. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, what? Oh, well, I I didn't go searching for this. Like, it truly just popped up on my feed and everything. And for what Peyton and I are talking about for this episode is how we're doing our passion projects, but somehow you hit kind of like a roadblock or a standstill and you're like you thought you were going straight ahead and it was going so well and then all of a sudden it might not be still moving like you hope or going as fast as you would like and seeing this letter reminded me of okay we have to remember why we're doing these things it's because we love them and we're creating and it feeds our soul and so many times at least speaking for myself i get caught up in the the feeling of wanting to be successful, make money, get famous, you know, all of the above when really that happens when you're just totally into what you're creating. Oh, I mean, so well said. Yes, that's exactly right. And I feel 
exactly the same. And I do have to say, I have to share one quick Kurt Vonnegut thing that kind of goes along with everything. I talked about this with my therapist probably a week or two ago. It's so weird. You brought him up and, and he has this one short story and welcome to the monkey house, which was always my favorite story that I would return to often and read when I needed sort of a peace of mind. And it's about this society. It's a dystopian society and everyone has something about them that makes them quote unquote, um, like ugly or, or not, not, um, or, I don't even know the word, like it just weighs them down. So like some people, like there'd be a super fast runner. He would have these locks on his feet that he couldn't run any longer. Or some beautiful, gorgeous model would have like all these warts and pimples that were put onto her. And these were government things that the government would put them on you. And the the reasoning is to make everyone fair everyone even everyone the same everyone the you know has the same level of whatever challenge and it's interesting because the story goes on and like people find out that they can take out their earpieces or wipe off their makeup and they can find ways to get get through and and be this shining star and the government comes in and kind of traps them and it's this whole concept around like talent and mm-hmm. and stardom and how people are afraid to watch someone rise and have power and have have that shiny quality about them. We're fearful of it. Mm-hmm. People in power are fearful of it. People who have the stardom are fearful of up and coming people. And so there's all these different things throughout your life that are going to put challenges in your way, right? That are going to that are going to weigh you down, that are going to even your own mind is it's going to do that to you and it's just like reminding yourself to take off wipe those things off like see them as challenges and keep pushing through and so it's so wild you brought this man up cuz i'm like i talked about this that short story with my therapist that same concept that's amazing i mean it's meant to be it's meant to be like like i feel like like you and i meant it was meant to be our podcast like just how it found like came about it was meant to be and so every little thing the stars align in weird ways when you let yourself be open to those stars and the energy and I think this is just a little reminder of how that happens because I thought myself like seeing this story just in itself was like oh my gosh this is so um on the nose for what we're going to be talking about today and now that he's your one of your favorite writers I mean that's just it's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. Amazing. Yes. And he's so great at kind of pushing people forward and showing them that they're worth something. And mm-hmm. so I think that's that's really hard to do on our for ourselves, but that's what we're talking about this episode is when mm-hmm. we do hit mm-hmm. those lulls or things of that sort, maybe we can dive into it. Like have yeah. you hit any of those in since mm-hmm. since last time we've talked about the projects? I think the last time we talked, I was just staying kind of on the wave of being hopeful and excited about keeping going. But I was, excuse me, still at a spot where I am today of like definitely hitting those roadblocks and and, and into a wall and in that self-doubt. And so I've kind of taken a break away from it for a moment to recollect and I felt like I had, so I had a conversation with my brother about it and like, 
what do I want to do? And I was like, I, this is what I really enjoy. Like, I really want to create this brand and then hopefully one day have it expand out into many different facets. But I realized that if I want to compete with the pros, I have to create like the pros. So I need to kind of take a step back and get better at a certain things. The main one being, I think, my photography. So that's something that I have been working on and need to do a lot more work until I feel like I can I can be at a competitive le level. But then I see here on the flip side, because there was this reel that went through that said, you're never going to be a professional unless you show yourself when you're doing something not well. You know, what I, and I, I'm not saying it correctly. I'm not giving the the quote like the it's justice, but it that really hit me too because it's like, well, yeah, you have to show like the growth and like messing up and all that. But I, I guess there's a fine balance. I don't know. And right now, I'm not finding that balance. So I'm just trying to take a step back and not let it stress me out because I think it was stressing me out to like get content every day. And so, and then a lot of times I was posting stuff that wasn't worthy. I hear that. I hear that. And just to throw this out there, I don't know if this resonates, but when you were explaining that, cause I've definitely felt that as well. Like, do you wait until you're a pro at these things and do you take stock of what you need to sort of practice or do you kind of just throw yourself out there and see what happens? And I do think, I think it's like both are important. Like I think, mm -hmm. For me, the way that I at least approach this stuff is like, I definitely throw myself out there even before I probably know everything about what I'm doing. That being said, I like, I'm, as you know, like meticulous about the details of it. So even if it's not exactly the stellar thing that I want, I'll make sure to nurture and care for it and put out the best of my ability, even if it's not that high level quite yet. And also take it as sort of a sign from the universe when I don't get it immediately that I need to learn more. That's so well said. You know? And I, yes. And you know me, like I'm a jumper in her, so I've done the jumping in, but the, I think one of the most, if not the most important part is what you're saying is making sure though, you, whatever you're jumping into, you're at least make like uh double check in the details and whatever you're putting out there is great at the moment. And yes. I think that that's, I get clouded with, I got to get it now, 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 like hurrying has always been one of my, um, kryptonites. Mm. And I think I'm learning that nobody's really waiting for my post, you know, nobody's waiting for it. It's, it's when I post it, I post it and hopefully it'll be received well, but I don't have to take it right now and edit it and get it out there. I need to just do what I can, take the time to get it to how I look, might not be a professional yet, and then put it out there and then just keep Agreed. trialing and erroring. So that that's actually really helpful for me. Good. I'm glad because I think that's yeah. something that I'm trying to practice as well. And I think the, the thing that I'm hitting is once you do that, once you're like, okay, I'm going to create a mindful piece of content. I'm going to make sure it's great, as great as I can possibly make it at the stage of life and the thing, whatever, at the stage that I'm in and at the expertise level that I'm in, I'm going to make it great. Then when it doesn't hit, you're sort of like, this is great. <laughs> Why aren't people watching this? So I think the, the thing that I've been running into is I've been consistent and clear. And I think I'm putting out the content, at least on my TikTok channel about the, the morning routines and the things that I love. And I, and I'm 
I've gotten, a, you know, better over time at the quality oh, they're of them. They're great. Well, thank you. But, yeah. but it's not like skyrocketing. Right. And so I'm thinking in my head, what am I doing wrong? What, what try, trying to kind of, I'm overthinking it now. I know. And it's really just maybe this, you just need to keep learning and you just need to keep evolving and keep like with, if I scroll back months and months and months before my videos and my content were shit in comparison. So it's just like, you got to be okay with the timeline, mm -hmm. but also try to put out your best content. And I think that's a really challenging thing, right? It's it's a very challenging thing because you can trick your mind into saying that you're not supposed to be doing this or you're, you're missing the mark. You're, this is not for you or it's stupid. When in reality, like you said, like this is your, still your time of growth and learning. Yes. And like, Jack Black had this great interview on the fly that I saw on TikTok recently, and it was so awesome. He, someone was like, what do you recommend to someone wanting to get into the entertainment industry and make movies? He's like, don't be afraid to put out bad shit. He's like, oh, you I... can only, you know, yes. like you can only get to the good shit when you have a hundred pieces of bad shit. And it's yes. like, don't fear like trying and, and, and doing it. So I think like you said, it's not even like a balance to me. It's more so just take care of what you're putting out there into the world, but don't have all all the expectations of how it's going to perform. It might be shit, but you've put care into it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? ab absolutely. And I feel like that rolls exactly into what Kurt Vonnegut said, like, do your best. It doesn't matter totally. like what it's yeah. like. And you're not going to compare it to another because only you're doing it for you. And right. then get rid of it. So, you know, maybe I don't want to get, we don't want to get rid of everything that we worked mm -hmm. at, but we're putting on blinders and we're doing our best. Mm -hmm. And I, and that's just, um, that was like a little drop of tea that I needed as a good I reminder. I love that. I love right? that. Yeah. Cause when you said that about Jack Black, I've heard that in the music industry so much. You have to write a hundred crappy ass songs to get one okay one. Then you write a hundred okay ones to get a good, then a hundred good to get a great, you know, and, and those come only so often. So it's a good reminder because I think we see like so many others do the success and we are comparing ourselves to the people that are, have been maybe doing this for 10 years and they have a million followers, and right? that's the thing. Or whatever, or, or like people that are working blockbusters, that's the thing. And and I think that's what I was sort of saying with the timeline. That's been mm -hmm. my mental roadblock is like, I expect, even if I say like, oh, it's all, I'm just doing it for the fun of it. I expect that it's, it's going to return. Uh, uh, the investment is going to be returned, right? I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the opportunities. I'm going to get the visibility. I'm going to get the creative project to be seen. Like you said, we're going to be famous. We're going to do da, da, da. all these things come to mind even if you don't say them out loud. And mm -hmm. so it's like, that's tough for me is just to acknowledge everyone's timeline is truly different. And that's yeah. not to say you won't be successful. It's just to say your timeline of when you hit it big might look different, right? It might be faster for others. It might be. Yeah. Yeah. I just, and that's hard for me. Cause I'm like, oh, I don't want to wait. Till <laughs> I don't want to be doing this on 60. No, no, I agree with you. And you see all those like, um, people write all the time, like JK Rowling landed when she was 40 or Vera Wang started making re re uh, wedding dresses when she was 50. And uh, 
you know, I'm saying them all wrong. Absolutely. But it's how everybody hit what they're known for at, at, at certain milestones in life. And they're all kind of like in increments of 10 years. And in, we all have this make-believe timeline in our mind yes. that is, it truly is make-believe, but it, we know it is, but we still can't get it fully out of our head. And I think what's so cool is like, I sort of take back what I said, where I don't want to be doing this till, I, till I'm 60. I think what's so cool is what Kurt Vonnegut and what you and I always talk about, do what fuels you yeah. and that can, sh- and that can change. Like mm-hmm. what fueled me a year ago was writing blog posts or, or two years ago was interviewing small business owners. And then it was writing blog posts about my life. And then it was creating little video vlogs of my day. Let it, let yourself grow and keep creating. But it's like your day will come, right? The more, come. I, I truly believe that. Like, I don't think anyone's, if your soul, like you and I are soul sisters, because our souls speak the same language where we both want to create and do it's like the more we're fueling our soul, that's going to pay off. Exactly. Exactly. In one way or another. And maybe like, we don't see it right now, but hopefully we, one day we do. And it kind of makes me think about, I've always hated the idea of the word retirement. Mm -hmm. I never want to retire. My goal is to find something that provides so that I'm doing it until the day I die. And hopefully that's 102 years old, but I, and I feel like when you're creative and you're able to launch that into your life, that's that's how you get that. I agree with you. And I think right? that I saw I saw this video, I should send it to you and maybe we can post it, but about authenticity. And we've we've had an episode on that before. But mm-hmm. this whole concept of like how who is the most authentic person? And she was saying, you know, who's most in my eyes. The most authentic people change all the time. Mm. The most authentic people have contradicting views. They have, you know, they they change their hobbies or their interests or their passions all the time. That's because they're authentic to themselves. The people who are not authentic are the ones that have black and white thinking, put themselves in a lane, travel down the lane mindlessly. That's not authenticity. That's Mm-mm. That's following some rule book that someone placed on you. So she was like, authentic people, it's hard because you you're seen as two faced or like, you don't know what you're doing or chaotic. And it's like, you're just being authentic and you're growing and changing. That's authentic. It is because people change. Like in your life, we talk about this so much and how it, maybe it's not normal or accepted in the wide scheme of society to change your mind at all, like all the time and how different your mind can go to, like you were saying, you wanted to be a teacher. Um, across the world. And then you wanted to be a CMO and all of these different things. I wanted to save the chimps. Then I wanted to, I don't even remember. Oh, be a country singer. And those are, all of those are so polar opposite, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't matter because they're different parts of who we are and all of those connect. And exactly. that's why you're an individual. Exactly. So that's why, and I think it's so fun that we're able to explore those parts of ourselves, but I know we brought up also Daisy Jones, which we wanted to sort of talk Ooh. about or touch on this episode, but I think it goes along well with what we're talking about, which is like, I do too. Right. Cause she is so, she, she's beyond authentic, beyond authentic. And, yeah. and it's like, whether you like her or you don't, that that's sort of not the question. It's like, she has this star power about her and she waited and she trusted her intuition. And she's like, I'm a star. I don't care that I'm working at a diner. I don't care that I'm a waitress. I don't care that I haven't hit it yet. This is my calling. This is my calling. And eventually 
it worked. She made it. Exactly. Exactly. I was watching it the other night and it just, it did. It inspired me. I'm like, this girl is just who she is. She does not look around. She is not trying to mimic anybody. She has these melodies in her mind, these words, and they just spill out. And she believes in them more than probably anything in the world. And I, I, and I think that that's part of her power too, just like her, her steadfast belief in herself. Don't you think? Thousand percent. It's like, it's just, it's this like inner knowing that she Mm -hmm. just, she just mm-hmm. is like, this is who I am and walks in. And by the way, she, she didn't have like the upbringing that fueled that. And I think a no. lot of us don't. And quite honestly, I love my parents. Obviously, I love my parents, but they're very traditional, which I've shared. They don't get it. When I say these big dreams, they're like, balance yourself out. They're like, don't think so big. One person can't change the world. They'll say these things to protect me, right? Mm-hmm. Quote unquote, because they're trying to keep me in a bubble, keep me in a lane, whatever. And I feel like Daisy Jones similarly had these parents that were like overlooked her, didn't really fuel her passions. And she had to find that drive within herself, Yeah, which I, she, I think is beautiful. Like I, I do too. I, and she made herself into a, a character almost by renaming herself. And this is what she loved and she wanted to um, chase and she did it. And I, and it's so it's inspiring, you know, and it's because yes, it's a story. It's a fiction story, fiction, right? Non fiction, mm-hmm. fiction. Okay. Fiction. I always get those two messed up. Sorry, everybody. But it's the story of so many people that have made it. Right. 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 Like they believed in themselves. They probably came from nowhere or did not have the background of it, but they left wherever they were comfortable from or what their upbringing was. And they went for it. And they went through really shitty times and they did crappy jobs and they were on their own and nobody believed in them. But the thing that kept them going was they believed in themselves. And and I think that sometimes that's the hardest thing to, to remain consistent. But she did. She did. And she just rocked forward. And she, oh my gosh, I, I don't have a crush on any of the guys, but I have a crush on her and Camilla. I think, I think Karen. all, all Karen. the women, I was just going to say the three women are representations of these strong females in all the different aspects of being a woman. Like Camilla's such the traditional woman and she knows she wants to be the wife and mother and like, but she is a, she knows that she knows her worth and she's not just like a supportive figure. She is, she is the main character, but in her Absolutely. traditional lane, you're not going right? to walk over her at all. No. And then Suki Waterhouse or Karen oh. is just like this badass, very traditional kind of feminist. Like, I don't want to get married. Fuck everyone. I'm married to the music. And then Daisy is this like eccentric artist. And they're all these beautiful, strong women. Yeah. Just different lanes. And I think that you're right. I love, I love that representation. I do too. I do too. Like they are just, they're so cool. And I honestly think that they run the show. Oh, for sure. Also, I was going to say they all come back like even Daisy comes from a very well-off family, but they were emotionally unsupportive. And right, I think right. Camilla had a very emotionally supportive family, but maybe not as well off. And like you said, they all came from these different upbringings mm-hmm. and found That's their way. That's such a good point. Yep. Such a good right? point. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't matter what your what your history is because everyone's going to have something that's challenging for them, mm-hmm. right? That's how we started this episode. We're, we run into roadblocks all the time, but it's finding your inner voice, which sounds right. cheesy, but that is truly what will lead you to success, yes. right? 
And sometimes the cheese is what you need. Like really, the cheese is what you need, everybody. And it's, I think it's one of those things that society does tell us. Like the cheesiness is only in rom-coms. Like it's not real. That's not going to happen. Like get a grip. But, you know, my reply to that is, well, it's not going to you with that attitude. I think it can. And sometimes it's staying in your own little fairy tale with the cheese that gets you going. Yes. I saw Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers shared something as well on this. And she was like, your most embarrassing ideas are always your best. Yes. Throw out the embarrassing ideas. You want to be a celebrity? Say it. I want to be a celebrity. Mm -hmm. Be like, I want to, I want to be a screamo. I want to do this. I want to do that. Don't it's embarrassing. Sure. But it's always the best idea. Absolutely. My boss always says, throw out your ideas. I don't care if they're terrible ones because the terrible ones are closer to the great ones. And I'm like, it's, it's so encouraging and like motivating when you hear people say that. Cause you're like, okay, you're right. I, I, you just have to put it out there and don't think about what everybody else is saying and don't worry about the timeline or getting it right, right in that moment, because likely maybe you're not, but if you just keep going, you will. Totally. And that's, that's, I, I think that's really hard for a lot of people, honestly. And, and a part of the challenge that I've been running into is the timeline again with this passion project and these producers, they have their own fucking lives and like projects they're working on that I'm not a part of. Right. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, when is this going to happen? What are the next steps? What are the action items? When can I see the turnaround, whatever? And my parents are that way. They're like, what, what's the next step? When's the date that you're going to have this thing? And it's just like, release the need for control, put out your ideas let life happen, see what comes of it, good and bad ideas, embarrassing and really kind of well thought ideas, throw them out there and just stop worrying about when it's going to happen. It'll happen. It will. It will. And you're transitioning from two very different fields of professions, like corporate to entertainment. And I think entertainment is always ebbing and flowing, like timelines are kind of non-existent. They help as a guideline, but things change. You're dealing with humans. You're dealing with art. Sometimes that has its seasons and it comes and goes and, and that makes it difficult, you know, for sure. And I think with the corporate world, you have to stand by a more rigid timeline. I would think I don't have that experience like you do, but would that be more, would that be correct? Oh, for sure. You have this like super stable environment with checks and balances. You Mm -hmm. have tons of teams that you have to check with, like for this big thing that's coming up next month, I have like seven different stakeholders per line item that I need to check through just to make sure it's the right narrative. It's the right product to be featured versus yeah. To your point, like some of these creative things, you just put ideas out there and see what happens, but that comes with its set of mental roadblocks. You're like, what am I doing? Absolutely. Absolutely. For an example, um, a record that we are working on right now at, at my work, it's it's finally done. It's been mastered and everything. But from the time that it started to today, which we haven't we don't even have a rollout plan yet, has been five years. And so to think back on that is almost it almost makes me want to barf. Yeah, like, I was gonna say that's that's scary. It makes me want to fucking barf. And I know Derek, who it's his record. He is he is ready. He is chomping at the bit. This is his life. This is everything. And it's so hard to say we're not there yet. Yeah, we still like this is done. The music is done. But now we have to have the plan part, and the plan evolves 
as we get like the right people on the team or things change, like you might not get the photographer's art in time. So you have to wait and you have to push another deadline back. And those things are so, so hard. And I think the arts are already a mind fuck. But then when they right, but then when you just really can't commit to a timeline, you have to almost release yourself to that. That's hard. And it's hard. Yes. And people that don't have that in their life or the passion for it, that is very hard for them to understand. And I understand that. I, I get that 100%. I agree. I agree. I also think, bring it back to Daisy Jones, I think the thing that you don't acknowledge or that we didn't yet acknowledge about these characters like Daisy Jones who have this inner knowing and just go for attitude is also an alcoholic and had to mm-hmm. go to rehab and was chaotic in her head. And you know, had a tumultuous family. It's like, I just think there's never going to be a time when you're just mentally sane, physically Mm -hmm. well, have all the things and the cards and the people. And like that to me is sometimes an obstacle in and of itself. Like I, as a perfectionist, I'm like, that's hard for me because I will want to set this perfect picture and then I'm like, then I'll emerge a star. It's like, 100%. that's not going to happen. <laughs> I I mean, that's it could, it could, but it's going to be, right. But the chances are for everything to come in place like that at the right time. And you're feeling everything at the right time. No, it, it's like, you're so right. Everything comes at its own time. And when, as we're growing up, like with these, with these uh, dreams and sparkles in our head, we do think at this time, it's going to be just like this. I was like, at 26, I'm going to be Faith Hill and on the road and totally. a millionaire and a beautiful house and a family. And that didn't happen, you know, but it's it's better than that right now. And and I say that with a little bit of hesitation because I would like certain dreams to be true at this moment, but that's okay. I think so too. I think so too. And I, I just, and like I said, like, I just don't think everything falls into place. And so we can often look past mm-hmm. some of the other things that we've su- we've succeeded in, right? Or quote unquote, yeah. been successful. And because we're so focused on this one thing, and I think I, I, I'm referencing so many celebrities, you guys can tell I love celebrities, but Paul Meskel, who's my favorite celebrity right now, he- We love the won- stars. Oh my God. He's, yeah, right. he's so cute. I love him so much. He just won an Olivier Award, which is a theater award for Streetcar Named Desire, amazing. He killed it. So he said in his acceptance speech, my mom's going through chemo right now. So this is a really strange day, right? My, my career, I've never felt so strong. Thank you so much. This is a wonderful honor. And also my mom's going through chemo and that's really hard. So it's just not to say that these extremes come, but, but that's life. Like you're never going to have every checked box. And do you find that hard? Cause I find that hard. I'm scared to be like, Oh, I almost feel like, yeah. And I also have a fear. I have a fear that something, if something is going well, that means the shoe's about to fall on another part of my life. That's what I mean. Yes. I, and, and that is such a big fear. And sometimes I'm almost like, do I need to make, um, like a truce with God or the powers of anything like, okay, it's okay. If this doesn't happen, just keep everybody safe or just do like, please, please, please. And it's, it is a very, difficult thing to get past. And I honestly don't think I'll ever get past that. Um, I have that mind fuck all the fucking time. I'm really? always like, like I lay in bed. I, I kid you not. It can be debilitating. 
debilitating debilitating where I'm just laying there and being like, okay, but Luke and I are happy now for the first time in a while. Make sure that's serving me. And like, Mm -hmm. I love my house and I don't want to lose my house. And like, are, you know, all these things, like, I'm so happy for this and that and the other. My family's safe. My family's healthy. Yes. If if me chasing something that seems trivial or vain, does that mean that I have to then have something else that's the scales way off. That is a fear of mine as well. And you know what my therapist would tell us? Tell me. We we fear success. There is a fear. There is, that doesn't have to be true. Right. And, and also in life, our family is going to eventually pass on as are we, things are going to happen that are out of our control. Right. Like that's. See, just you saying that right now makes me tighten the chest. Makes you nervous. Yes. I I know. (laughs) It I, does, I'm like sweating. I, same, same because I'm like not accepting, not accepting. I know. But I but I I I know you're right. I know you're right. But right. I have a fear of fear and I guess a fear of success. Yeah. No, and I think I think we I think we both relate to the fear of success at least piece of it because it's like doing that does that mean something else bad happens? Mm-hmm. Maybe. But but guess what? If this doesn't happen, those bad things might still happen. No, you're it's, right. And some things are out of our control. The only thing we can control is our mind and our things and the things we do in life. And like mm-hmm. that, but I'm with you where where <laughs> it's fear. Uh, there's a fear there. There's like, a what huge happens fear. Yes. When we succeed, what happens? Exactly. Well, and, and I... When as soon as you said that, my mind went to, I wonder if that comes from you and I being wallflowers a bit growing up. Like we were always the one that was in the background. We were observing. We weren't in the spotlight, but in our minds, we were preparing ourselves for that. And perhaps we still feel ourselves in those preparation stages. Thousand percent. I've yeah. said that thousand percent. I'm like I. I think it's both of us have been yeah. comfortable being the observer, and oh, now we're entering absolutely. into this stage of being. Observed. Even this podcast is like, it's, we feel safe because mostly we're not seen, you know, and it's mainly yeah. our voices. Like there's different ways that we're still, again, going to that Kurt Vonnegut, we're still putting these blinders or these things on ourselves to make yeah. ourselves safe, quote unquote, break free, take the chains off. Let's get <laughs> <No>. it going. <laughs> we'll do it. And hopefully then everybody else will do it too. Right. Yes. And I also like, I really think that we should write the poem. I think we should write the poem, draw the picture and throw it away. I love that. And you know what? And maybe we meet in the middle. Maybe we make a reel about it or something, but we never show what we create. I love that idea. Maybe you all should listen who are listening. Maybe you should try this as well, because I think it is a fun activity just to do and then release it into the world. Yeah. And and like, I don't know, take note of how it makes us feel. And if it's like empowering, then maybe that should be something that we incorporate in our days or not our days, but like more often in our lives. Like if we're feeling like we're hitting a roadblock or we're frustrated with what's not being seen or produced, take a step back and do this. Cause then that'll yes. center us back into just like the creation. Yes. And then one other quick tip, because I know we're going to be closing up here, but one other quick tip that would be fun that I've, that's been super useful when I hit roadblocks, especially these mental ones is visualization. So Mm. going on for, which I've shared going on walks, listening to certain music, but maybe even listen, I watched someone who's so fun on TikTok and he's like, I listen to applause. He's like, every day I walk when he was younger, I walked to school and I listened to people clapping and I walked to my little school and I was like, 
clap, clap, clap. Everyone is clapping my name. And now he's, you know, this massive creator on the app and is doing so well. And I love that. It's manifestation, man. It is. And it's visualizing yourself mm-hmm. in, these, in these places. And so like maybe visualize yourself saying an Oscar speech. You know, maybe like I do that. I'll imagine myself being interviewed by Vogue for Vogue Beauty Secrets and doing my makeup As you should. As you should. Why not? Who cares? It's in your mind. It's visualizing it. And I think when you visualize it more, you feel more comfortable stepping into those spaces. Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a repetitive thing then that you're telling yourself I can do it because I am doing it. Literally. Oh, that hit well. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this oh. is a fun one. I mean, I was I was worried because we were talking about disappointment and roadblocks, but look at that. Even I know this can be empowering. I know. I was feeling the same 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 way. And then I, and I was tired before we started. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna be sad and doom and gloom when I leave. But now I'm like, fuck, I'm going outside, taking for Freddie for a walk. Yes, you are. Maybe I ate a bunch <laughs> of shit earlier, but I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna be happy. Like <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, we hope you all listened and loved this because this was such a fun episode and we'll keep you all informed about these passion projects and the ups and downs that come with them. Thank you for listening. Absolutely. And please write your poems, draw your photos, throw them away and just enjoy your creative self, everybody. We are PS. We have no plan. Follow us on all socials and we will see you next week. All right. All right.